Hello, Tom Shanklin here. Um, it's great to be with you today. And we want you to know that God loves you very, very much. I'm flying solo today because Susan had surgery for a hammer toe, and so she's in the recovery mode. And I'm in the uh, caretaking mode around here. And But she's praying for you today. And we are praying for great and mighty things in your life because God loves you very, very much. And today I want to talk to you about don't live under the curse. You know, many people are living under a curse. Uh, maybe it's a curse of words that have been spoken against you. Things that you've been living under because someone said to you. Maybe you're living under a curse of because you feel unworthy. Um, but I want to share some things from the scripture that will open your eyes. You know, the Bible said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. That's why, you know, the word of God is, is so very, very important because this word that we're going to speak to you will literally set you free. Praise God. And so I want you to get ready to receive. We're going to minister to you from the word of God. We're going to talk about how Jesus Christ has redeemed you from the curse that you might receive a blessing. And we're going to talk some about what the curse is, where it came from. And we're also going to talk about how to live under the blessing, you know, how to enforce the blessing or the covenant of blessing in your life. You know, um, the blessing does not come automatically. But we can, by standing on the word of God and by the release of the Holy Spirit, we can receive the blessings of God. So I want you to get ready to receive. We're going to minister to you from the word of God. And then we're going to pray for you at the end of this video. So um, listen to what the word of God says. You know, when Jesus was on this earth, several places it says the people came to him to hear and to be healed. And sometimes we think that, you know, Jesus was just indiscriminately going about, you know, just touching people and they were, they were healed. But no, the scriptures indicate that they came to him to hear and to be healed. And the Bible said that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So pay attention to God's word. You know, when someone's ministering the word of God to you, Listen to it. Let it sink down deep into your heart and let it produce fruit because there's tremendous power in the word of God. So we're going to begin today in Galatians chapter 3. And I want to read the 13th and 14th verse to begin with. It says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Praise God. What a powerful scripture. You see, Christ has redeemed us. Now, redeemed means to buy back. We were in slavery. We were impoverished spiritually. We were separated from God. But God did something through his son. You know, this is something that 
we need to understand the cross is so crucial to everything in the Christian life. Everything begins at the cross. Without the cross, there is no salvation. You could, you could try till you're blue in the face to live a holy life, and it would all be futile without the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, if you could be saved without the cross, God would never have sent his son to die for you because he died an excruciating death and a painful death. And even at the moment of his crucifixion, he was even separated from his father. Remember, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because you see, on the cross, Jesus became sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He was made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus took upon him the sins of the whole world. He became the propitiation, the Bible says, the satisfaction for our sins. He took the punishment that you and I deserved so that we could go free. Praise God. Think of it. We deserved death. We deserved judgment. We deserved hell. But God in his love sent Jesus to die for you. And so it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. As it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. This is a scripture from the book of Deuteronomy, the word of God spoken by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that when someone hangs on a tree, and that's another word for the cross, he literally is cursed. And the word of God cannot be broken. Well, Jesus became that curse by hanging on a tree for you and I. He took upon himself the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us through Jesus Christ. Now, I want to give just a little background here uh, of the book of Galatians because we, you know, sometimes we talk about a scripture, you know, this is, a, I just read two verses, but we need the bigger picture. You know, that's one of the things that uh, is so important. We need to understand the context of the word of God, you know, because we could read something in first Kings or even in Psalms or Proverbs. And, and if we don't understand the context, if we don't understand the big picture, we can really have a total misconception about God and what he's done for us. The story of the Bible is the story of Jesus Christ and his redemption. It's the story of the plan of God and the purpose of God for us. So we have, it's divided into the Old Testament and the New Testament. You know, in, in the um, book of Genesis chapter 3, it tells us how God had commanded Adam and Eve not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the Garden of Eden. And they ate thereof, and they died spiritually. And then God pronounced a curse, first upon the serpent, which is Satan. But then he pronounced a curse upon the woman, which would be sorrow and childbirth, which we see in the world today. And then also another curse upon the woman was that she would be uh, under subjection to her husband. And by the way, that is a curse. Now there is a normal submission in the family, which is godly. But the idea that a woman is supposed to be under her husband's thumb, that she's supposed to 
just her life is supposed to be just subjugated. She has no real life. Uh, that, that's cur that's the curse. And we see that religion does that to women, but God lifts women. You look at Jesus; he was always lifting women and encouraging them. So that's part of the curse too. But then it also said that God cursed the ground for Adam's sake, and He said it would bring forth uh, thorns and thistles. In other words, you're going to have problems, Adam, in your life because you've sinned. Well, Galatians was written to a people who were going back to the law. Uh, Galatian, the Galatians were a group of churches in Asia, and there was an influence coming in there from Jewish uh, Bible teachers and they were coming and say, yeah, that's nice that Jesus died on the cross for you. But you know what, guys? You have to be circumcised if you want to be saved. You know, you have to keep these tenets of the law if you want to have eternal life. There's no other way. And so they were going back into the restrictions of the law in order to have salvation. And it's interesting in Galatians chapter 3, uh, and I'll read from the first verse here. It says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you? He, saw, he, he was basically saying, you saw Jesus crucified, not physically, but through the preaching of Paul. They heard about the cross and they saw that Jesus had died for their sins. This only what I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So you see, they had received the Holy Spirit into their life, and he was asking them, well, now, when you received the Spirit, was it because you were hearing a message about the law, or were you hearing a message about faith in Jesus Christ? Well, they had to say, no, it was when we believed in Jesus, that's when the Holy Spirit came in our life. You know, it's not when... When you heard a message about, don't do this, don't do that, don't, you know, and going back to the law. No, it was about how Christ died for them, praise God, and set them free of the law of sin and death, praise God, and brought them into the victory, praise God, brought life, praise God. You see, we fulfill the righteousness of the law by grace, by faith in Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit who comes into our life and changes us from the inside out. So we are not going to become successful in the Christian life by the law. It's by letting the Holy Spirit come in and write the law in our heart to show us what's right and wrong and to live it out by faith, praise God. And so he's telling you, oh foolish Galatians, don't go back to the restrictions of the law. Amen. Let the law giver live in you. Amen. And let the Holy Spirit take over in your life. Amen. And do great and mighty things. That's when the Holy Spirit will move is when you believe in Jesus Christ. And then he goes on. He says, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? See, they began following the Holy Spirit. But then they got into the idea, well, I must, I must do this and this and this in the flesh. And that's what happens. Sometimes we try to serve God in the flesh and we fail. 
and then we can, we're condemned and we're defeated and everything else. We've got to always go back to the cross. It's the cross that sets us free, not only from the guilt of sin, but from the power of sin. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it yet be in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? You see, here again he's going back to this thought, the person that's coming and ministering the Holy Spirit to you. Is, is that happening by, by the law or is it by faith? He that's working miracles among you, does he do it by the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, again, they'd have to say, oh, that's when we heard that message about Jesus. That's when the miracles began to happen. You know, Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And it tells us in Mark 16, they went forth and preached everywhere. what they preached? They preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. They went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. You see, miracles follow the preaching of the gospel, not legalism. It's that Jesus took the curse for us so that we might have the blessing of Abraham on our life. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not to be a holy people, exactly the opposite. But what it means is that we can be a holy people. You know, the Bible said it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Jesus puts it in you to want to do what's right, to want to live for him. And he empowers you, praise God. And you see, we've got to live through this power source, amen? Not our flesh. You know, Paul made the statement, he says, I know that in me, that is to say my flesh, dwells no good thing, you see? The flesh profits nothing, but it's the spirit that gives life, praise God. So how do we get the spirit? It's through what Jesus did on that cross. Going back to our scripture theme there. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen. We were under a curse. But he said that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. And then in the next breath, he says that we might receive the promise of the spirit by faith. You see, the Holy Spirit cannot come until we are cleansed. And we can only be cleansed by that blood that Jesus shed on that cross of Calvary. Jesus died for you to give you an entrance into all the good things of God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is because of what Jesus did. You, you don't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by self-effort. No, it's by just opening up and allowing God to cleanse you by the blood of Jesus, receiving his forgiveness and entering into all he has. Praise God. Now there's a few other verses I'd like to, to read here. He says, in verse 6, he says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Praise God. All nations, all ethnic groups, all people. You know, we've got such a, 
uh, thing on racial divide now. You know, we are one race. We are the human race, praise God. Jesus died for every one of us, praise God. And his blessing was sent to every nation. Jesus came among the Jews, the nation of Israel. You know, he had to be born somewhere, amen? And that was the blessed people, amen? The, Israel is God's chosen people. They were chosen to receive the oracles of God. But even more than that, they were chosen to be the ones in which the Messiah, the Christ, was born. Jesus came and was born among that nation, praise God. But his purpose was not just to bless the one nation, not to just bless one ethnic group or bless people of one certain color or whatever. Amen. He came to die for all of us. Amen. He came that there would be a blessing upon everyone, you see. And that's what the scripture here is saying, that God preached the gospel, this gospel message of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, the message of the kingdom of God. He preached it way back when to Abraham. But very, very significant person, Abraham. Amen. Because God, you see, made a covenant with Abraham. He made an agreement to bless him. He says, I will bless you. Now, God, when God says something, that settles it. And God said to Abraham, because he was willing to leave his place and go out and follow God, God says, I will bless you. And I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. And in thee will all the nations of the earth be blessed. There was a blessing upon Abraham because he believed God. The Bible said he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And you see, this is Abraham, the father of faith. And we walk in the footsteps of Abraham. We walk in the footsteps of Father Abraham, the father of faith. Praise God. He is our spiritual father. And that blessing that God pronounced upon Abraham is upon us. And we can also read here in the book of Galatians about Abraham, how God promised to bless Abraham and his seed. And the Bible tells us that the seed of Abraham is Christ. So Christ, so I mean, Abraham uh, begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. One of them was Judah. And that was a tribe in Israel. And out of that tribe came Jesus. So you see, the seed of Abraham was Christ. Christ is the seed of Abraham. Now, when we come to the Lord, accept him as our Lord and Savior, he comes into our life. We are united with him. The scripture, the scripture literally says that he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. We're joined to the Lord. You know? Another scripture says that we have the divine nature of God. Amen. Now, we're not Jesus, amen? In all things, he has the preeminence. And yet, because of what he did, we have a gift of righteousness. Praise God. And you see, through that, we are redeemed. Praise God. So this blessing of Abraham, then, belongs to you and I because of what Jesus did on that cross. He redeemed us from the curse. Now, uh, you can read more about the curse in Deuteronomy uh, 27 and 28. You may not be inclined to do that because it's, it's negative. 
But just remember as you read it that that's not what you have. You have the opposite. <laughs> you have the blessing. But the curse uh, included things like uh, poverty. It included all kinds of sicknesses, all kinds of family problems, divorce, uh, mental illness, uh, hopelessness, discouragement, defeat from your enemies. I mean, it's just a pronouncement of evil. And it's because of the curse of the law. But praise God, good news, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. Why? So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Jesus came to give us a, a new beginning. Amen? You know, I believe addiction is a curse. You know, it's like, and it's like, like sin begets sin. You know, when we are in sin, it's just like a curse of sin and all the results is upon our life. But Jesus came to deliver us from that so that we could have blessing upon our lives. Praise God. And God wants you to be blessed. Now, I want to share something with you. This is in Luke, in the 13th chapter. And we're going to begin reading the 10th the 10th verse. And this is Jesus ministering to a woman in the synagogue. And it tells you about what the blessing of Abraham really means and how you can receive it. So I want you to listen. I Luke chapter 13, verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. So she had a curvature of her spine, which made her head down instead of up. Imagine that. And it was for 18 years. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Did you know Jesus is calling you to him today? so he can do something in your life. And said to her, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And said to the people, there are six days in which men ought to work, and in them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Isn't that just like religion? You know, well, it's not the right day to be healed. I want to tell you something. Jesus is a healer, 24-7. Amen? God is a healer. He says in Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord that heals you, and I'm not taking any days off. Praise God. So, the Bible said here in verse 15, the Lord answered him, said, Thou hypocrite. I like Jesus called things like they were. Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Even take care of your animals on the Sabbath day. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, be loosed from this bond, on the Sabbath day. Amen. Now I want you to 
to focus in on this thought. Jesus said, she ought to be healed. She should be healed. The religious leader says, oh, it's Sabbath. Come and be healed on another day. Jesus said, she should be healed. Why? Being a daughter of Abraham. You see, she was under a covenant. She was under a covenant and she was a daughter of Abraham. And I've come to tell you that through Jesus Christ, you are or can be, maybe you haven't received Christ, but you have this privilege of being a daughter or a son, a child of Abraham. And because of that covenant, you should be healed. You should be healed. But this tells me something else. You see, that the blessing is not automatic. The blessing needs to be pronounced and needs to be received. And that's why many Christians are defeated because they have not received the blessing. That's interesting scripture. Romans chapter 5, 17. They which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Christ Jesus. I think the Amplified Version says reign in life like a king. You know, we have authority, we have victory, we have success, but you see, we have to receive it. We, we don't have anything on our own. Without what Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. But you see, because of him, we have so much. We have such a rich inheritance. But I want you to see that Jesus came into the synagogue and enforced the covenant. And there's two things that he did. First of all, he pronounced a blessing upon her. He spoke it. He spoke the word. You see, that's what we need to do. We need to receive and we need to speak the word. And Jesus said to this woman, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. You see, he preached, he proclaimed the blessing of freedom to her. Amen. And then he laid his hands upon her you see, and imparted the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So that's the two things we need, you see. We need the Word, and we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings heaven's blessings to us. He brings the richness of heaven to us. He brings a healing anointing to us. He's bringing it to you right now. Praise God. He's coming upon you right now as we speak, because we have pronounced the blessing, and we have pronounced, proclaimed, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And through this word, there's healing for you. Maybe you've had been in this condition you're in for 18 years, maybe longer, maybe less, whatever. But God has healing for you today because his word is true. And I want you to know he loves you. So if you've never received Christ, I want you to follow me in a prayer today to receive him as Lord of your life. You know, the Bible said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Praise God. Say these words. Say, Dear Father, thank you for Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he came and he died to take the curse that I deserved. I accept Jesus as my Lord 
and my Savior, and I choose to follow him. Forgive me my sins. I turn from them, and I accept your blessing today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Praise God. Now I just want to minister life, encouragement, and healing to you. And just as Jesus spoke and pronounced a, a blessing upon this woman in the synagogue, nothing's changed. You know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's called us to do the same works that he did. Amen. For his glory. And he wants you to be healed. Praise God. And I want to encourage you to stand upon the covenant of God. Jesus absolutely paid the price for your total healing and for your victory that you might be forgiven of every sin. Praise God. And so right now in the name of Jesus, we break every curse. We say no weapon formed against you will prosper and every tongue that would rise up against you in judgment, we condemn with you in Jesus' name. And we pronounce the blessing of Abraham over your life in every area in Jesus' name. We pronounce a blessing upon your thinking in the name of Jesus. All astonishment of heart, all discouragement, all hopelessness, all mental illness, go in the name of Jesus Christ. We loose you. We command all cancers to dry up and die and go in Jesus' name. We call healing into your life. Forgiveness and healing is the blessing. Praise God. God wants you blessed.